Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL is my Twitter handle, and that is especially important because today is Twitter Thursday. Woo! Lots to discuss, lots of Twitter questions from you guys, but before we get into that, I want to tell you we are sponsored by my bookie, and I will tell you, them, tell you more about them in a moment after I preview tonight's game. So, I went to mybookie.ag, and the spread is three. Buffalo in New York, short week, obviously, weird things happen on Thursday. Road dog, home favorite, Bills are giving three. Certainly didn't think either one of these teams would be nearly as successful as they've been. I mean, in the preseason, I didn't see this coming. Needless to say, I don't think anybody else did either. I don't feel embarrassed about that. Um, meanwhile, the the Bills have shipped out Darius, brought in Benjamin. I bet he plays some tonight, maybe just like red zone or third down or uh, real basic situations. Hey, you run this route type of deal. Only got there, what, two days ago? And now he's on a road, a new team. Um, but when Buffalo has the ball, you got to think it's going to be just tons and tons of McCoy. And... Uh, Taylor's played really well this year, and McCoy's been getting the ball a lot the last couple games here, too. He's averaging like 30 touches a game, give or take, over these past couple games. Um, The Jets notoriously stopped the run pretty well, and they're okay in that regard. Um, You know, it's it's decent. You would think that they would have, you know, teams wouldn't be able to, would be able to stick with the run, and I think that will be the case. The bottling up McCoy all night tonight could be very difficult for them. But one thing that they've really struggled with is running backs catching passes and beating up on their linebackers. And McCoy's very adept at doing that. Um, it doesn't look like Morris Claiborne's going to play. He's a really good player, too, at corner. And they have really good safeties. Um, but how much will Benjamin play? Uh, Taylor's played really, really well, making big plays. The obvious key to the Bills' season thus far is they are far, in a way, the best in, turn- in terms of turnover potential or turnover differential in the NFL right now by like six turnovers more than number two in the league. Do I think <coughs> do I think that'll keep up for the long haul? No, but I do think they're designed to take the ball away and to value the football, and they don't take a lot of risks on that side of the ball. And I would think that Benjamin's addition, whether it shows up tonight or not, would allow Zay Jones and or Jordan Matthews to play more snaps from the slot where both kind of belong, in my opinion. Andre Holmes can be an outside guy from them, too. So all of a sudden, their weapons aren't all that bad. I mean, especially when Clay returns. On the other side of the ball, the Jets have better weapons than you think, too. I mean, that... And, and frankly, McCown's played pretty well. I, I mean, and the Bills' pass defense hasn't been great lately. Uh, they've let up a lot of yardage through the air. It's middle of the road, but, you know, they, they don't allow the big play all that much. They tighten up near the red zone. So I think McCown can put up numbers, but can a guy like Robbie Anderson break free? Maybe not, but boy, he's been a pleasant surprise this year. I would think Safarian Jenkins would cause a lot of problems. Um, I would think this is probably a low-scoring game. Vegas has it like 23-20 when you factor in the over-under and the uh, the spread at my bookie. And so that would mean a lot of Forte, a lot of Powell. Both those guys catch the ball well, too. 
ASJ to me, I think is probably in store for a real nice day and having an excellent season. I think the Bills can bottle up Robbie Anderson though in terms of you know big plays. Probably we'll see a lot of Tre'Davious White. He's been one of the best corners, best best rookie corners in a long while. White followed Cooper last week. Will he do that again to Anderson? Maybe. I mean, considering what they have to deal with, Anderson's the guy you want to take away. They have Curly, they have Curse, and obviously, you know, Safarian Jenkins. But I think it's a close game. I mean, I, I think that Vegas and my bookie have this one pretty well nailed. It's probably a three-point game or so. Um, I'll take the Bills to win. But on the road, I think they they win like 21-20, 17-14, something in that neighborhood. And not a ton of points. So if you're going to give me three, I'll take that at home from the Jets. But I want the Bills to win in a close one. So, like I've been telling you, I mean, ever since I've been starting doing podcasting, people are always asking me games like this. You know, break down Bills-Jets for me. Um, break down all the big games and every Friday, tomorrow, join us tomorrow. I will pick every game just like I did against the spread and straight up. So, it, you know, let me tell you this though. When, when you're put, when you're betting, it's just as important as where you're betting as to who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag, as I've told you many times. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. That's pretty appealing. And they're the fastest payouts. Seriously, it's only just two business days, which is really, really quick. You know who's going to win, I tell you that. So lay down some cash and win big tonight. So I would only recommend my services to listeners. It's been uh, it's a service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie.ag. You win, they pay quickly. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. So, join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a hundred percent bonus. So, whatever you put in, they're going to double it. I mean, it's awesome. Use promo code Locked On, Locked On, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Make sure you use the Locked On promo code. Okay, I am going to get into Twitter Thursday, as promised, um, and take your individual questions, as usual. And then you guys seem to really enjoy this. But a lot of you have asked, and we haven't broken it down quite enough on... I mentioned Benjamin might play today. Why does Carolina want to move Benjamin? And I think there's a couple reasons First off, I've been telling you for a while, I think he's somewhat of an overrated player. I mean, he does not get separation. And a guy like Newton is a get separation, throw it type of guy. And if you're the guy that doesn't get separation, that doesn't jive real, real well. You look at last year when they're playing with like Benjamin, Funchess, Olsen, Stewart. That's a slow offense at every position except for quarterback. And clearly they tried to do some, to change that up by drafting McCaffrey and Samuel. And I think in a way, Benjamin was blocking Samuel and to a much lesser degree McCaffrey as a wide out. Um, So I think that 
you know, Carolina, it looks like they're punting on the season in a way. I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think they want more big play guys on the field. The Bills staff was very familiar with Benjamin and had the extra picks and really needed a player at that position, preferably a one that's been blocking and would understand what they're doing um, schematically. So the more I think about it, the more it makes sense for both sides. Because that's a pretty decent return if you're Carolina, if you're looking to change what you're after at that position. So, you know, and you can always use youth and draft picks, of course. So, Diego also asked me, is the Cowboys line good enough to dominate the line of scrimmage without Zeke? Sure. Um, And I think it's playing better than it did early in the season, and I think it's getting back to being a pretty darn good group, and we know they have three studs. Um, I would imagine Morris will be your early down back. Can Can he and the line keep them out of a lot of second and third and long situations? I think overall, yes, and I think Dak is more cut and more equipped now than then to deal with such things when they do inevitably occur from time to time. And I think Dez is more of a factor now than he was then. I would think McFadden's kind of your third down back, but he's not ideal for that situation. This hurts, though. I mean, I didn't think Elliott looked like Elliott to start the year, but lately he sure has. You know, is and Chris Armstrong asked here, he says, the brutal schedule in Dozeek is Dallas done. I tend to think so. You know, I, they're already well behind Philly. I think they're clearly the number two team in the East. So if they can tread water, you know, they got a shot. And maybe Carolina's not quite as strong as I thought. Um, certainly Tampa and Atlanta are not. Certainly Green Bay no longer is. Could the Rams fall off? So done is maybe a strong word. I can only see one playoff team coming out of the North. Maybe two from the West maybe two from the south, certainly Philly from the east, and maybe Dallas. But they're going to have to pull uh, uh, some sort of, not miracle, but some sort of upset along the way to kind of make up for the loss. But it's only six games. I mean, that's not the, you know, he comes back before the season. It's not like he's done forever. And David Irving being back, I think, is a huge boost for these guys too. Absolutely. So Stephen asks, Will the Jags move for Cousins in the offseason, and could they challenge for a Super Bowl with him? I could certainly see them being very proactive in going after a Cousins, um, but same with other teams. They've been known to outbid teams for big-time free agents, and they are a spending organization in free agency. I would think eventually their cap space is not going to be so cavernous that they do that over and over, but who knows. Um that would entail not playing, paying Bortles a substantial amount, letting him walk and then, you know, testing the waters and risking not being able to land him. But even if it was Alex Smith or Teddy Bridgewater or somebody even a little more conservative, if you franchise Allen Robinson, we get D.D. Westbrook back this week. Lee, you know, maybe he goes. Um, but I think Westbrook could be helpful. Maybe you draft a tight end pretty high. Defense is certainly intact. That if you had a Bridgewater, I think you're clearly the team to beat in that division, even maybe in the AFC. I mean, the defense is that good. So 
none of these guys that I mentioned, Bridgewater, Smith, Cousins, are my favorites, but they're a lot better than Bortles. And if you can be an exaggerated, extreme game manager, go a really long way with the Fournette, better weapons, presumably with A-Rob, Westbrook in his second year, maybe a tight end somewhere in the draft, um, and a great defense now that added Darius. So, yeah, I think they could challenge for a Super Bowl with a guy like Cousins. Okay, Chris asks me, and this is the right way to phrase a fantasy question for Twitter Thursday, by the way. DeMarco Murray's outlook for the rest of the season. It's not a question. It's just a statement that doesn't really read properly English-wise, but that's okay, grammatically. Uh, there was some rumor that he was on the block, and I could see that. Um, there was some thought that maybe Dallas could bring him back for the stretch to fill in for Zeke. Maybe the Eagles would have been interested if they didn't land Ajayi. You know, there's a couple spots where I could see him making some sense. That didn't happen, so I guess that's moot. But if there was truth to that, I do think that they have to realize that Henry, who's really appealing, but I do have some mixed feelings about, pumping the brakes on a little bit, needs to be the guy sooner than later. But I think the key with Henry is he can't be a part-time guy. That you got to start him in the season or the game and make him the number one. And assuming the game doesn't get out of reach, just keep pumping it to him and pumping it to him. And eventually, four-yard runs become a 40-yard run. You know, he runs over a linebacker and then he's galloping through the secondary. I th- I- I'm sure that early in his career, Murray's presence helped Henry. But I think in a way it's holding him back now and Tennessee probably knows that. Um, but you're contending for the division and Murray's probably still the slightly better player. So I wonder if Henry's time won't be until next year. So I, I don't know that that's a great answer for you. I apologize, but uh, there you have it. J.D. Fulamiano says, did you see the all IR team thread on Reddit? Kind of crazy. Well, here I am clicking the link, and I think I can figure it out already. But I did hear somebody saying that the IR team would probably beat, would be the Super Bowl favorite right now. So here it is. I guess this was on Reddit, which it's a pretty popular website. I never go to it, but anyway. Aaron Rodgers will be throwing to... Wow, this is pretty crazy. Wow. Aaron Rodgers will be throwing to Odell, Edelman, A-Rob, Greg Olson. Yeah, that's a pretty good crew. And handing it to Dalvin Cook and, oh, by the way, David Johnson. With John Kuhn as your fullback. Okay. How about these for tackles? Joe Thomas, Zach Streif, and Jason Peters. Mike Ayupati and Marshall Yonda is your guards. They don't have a big-time starting center, but Ryan Khalil could be joining this group shortly. Still, pick a center up off waivers. Defensive linemen of note aren't as crazy, but J.J. Watt, that's pretty crazy. Averill, Sharif Floyd, Haloti Nada. Some linebackers edge guys, Dante Hightower, Tom Bahali, Whitney Merciless, Jordan Hicks. Yikes. Delvin Bro, Deshaun Sheed, a corner. Wow. Um, Eric Berry, Malik Hooker is your safeties, along with Calvin Pryor, but Berry and Hooker. Wow. I mean, the offense in particular is astonishing. 
And I would venture to say that this would probably be about the best team in the league. J.D. Fulamato. He had answered something from him before. He's the man. Who's a more impactful second half, Corey Davis or Josh Gordon? Um, Gordon's been reinstated. I don't know how much he's going to play. I would play him a lot if I were them. Try to get some good tape out there of him and move on from him. Get some some sort of action. But he's got terrible quarterback play. I'm not loving their scheme. The line's now in trouble. They don't run the ball well. I certainly would rather have Davis, certainly if you're asking for fantasy reasons. And back to that running back situation for Tennessee, too. I wonder if the best way for the Titans to play offense at this point is to say, Marcus, let's put you in the shotgun like you were so much in Oregon and line up with Decker, Davis, Rashard Matthews, a tight end in a back and let you operate from a more spread environment, get it out quick, orchestrate offense as you did so well and not be such a conservative squad and, you know, go from there. Because um, I think Davis is a star. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's, I've been telling you that, that from the beginning. I mean, was, I think that he is the best receiver in this class by leaps and bounds. I think he'll be a true number one. I think he'll be an Amari Cooper-like player. Um, that's pretty good. And I could see him having a very impactful second half. Boxing Opinions asks, if Calais Campbell continues his excellent year and repeats that in 2018, is he a Hall of Famer? I'd lean no, but even prior to this year, I'd say he was one of a Hall of Very Good type player, so maybe two 15-sack seasons gets him in. He's got 10 already this year. Two 15-sack seasons to finish up your career is pretty darn strong for a guy that's not even a Freeney, Taylor, Wake type pure edge guy, but can do that. I think it would take a lot, and I don't have it in front of me, and I'm being lazy and I'm not pulling it up, but how many Pro Bowls has he gone to? You know, those type of things. Unfortunately, they weigh a little more than they should in Hall of Fame voting. You know, someone goes and tell, talks to the crew and says, look, he's gone to 10 Pro Bowls. How do you keep him out? Um, he's had a great, great career, but I also think that it's not recognized as much as it should be. And maybe the two places he pl- has played has been a part of that. You know, that they've been successful in Arizona, but not in a huge football market. It's not New York or Chicago or something like that. Um, great player. He would have to have a pretty crazy end of his career, in my opinion, um, in order to get in the hall. But, I mean, I it, it wouldn't blow me away. I mean... Uh, I certainly would not say, boy, he has no chance or, you know, he's undeserving or an easy no. And usually it's a easy no for these guys. Um, last one, Lee Wisniewski. How do you feel about people wearing jerseys to a game for a team not playing in the game, excluding London-Mexico City games? Well, I mean, so yeah. I mean, obviously the London-Mexico City type games, you see every jersey. Cool. Dude, this is a... You should ask Roflo this. Any that don't know from my days in Roflo, he had jersey rules. There were rules of grown men wearing jerseys of young players and whatnot. And when you can wear them and when you can't. But, 
let's say one of my Steeler buddies happens, well, my buddy Jeff is on a business trip in New Orleans a couple weekends ago, and Saturday they went to an LSU game, and Sunday he went to Saints-Lions with a bunch of people from New Orleans who he does business with. And they partied it up, and they had a blast. They weren't, you know, in suit and ties, that's for sure. If he would have wore a Steeler jersey there, I would have frowned upon that. Just because we don't need to hear from you on that. This is a Lions and especially Saints crowd. So, yeah, I guess that's my opinion. As you know from my football today and Roflo days, I don't generally care about such things. My man Roflo does. And he's quite funny about it. But if my boy Jeff was in the bayou sporting his Joe Green 75 or Lambert 58 or something or Big Ben 7 in the Superdome and tailgating... I'd be like, come on, just chill. So, all right, over and out, folks. Tomorrow we are going to MyBookie and MyBookie.ag. Locked on is the promo code. And I will pick every game against the spread and straight up as we do every Friday. Our most popular show of the day, spread the word. See you.